It's our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Season three! Oh, boy. Here it comes. Even though we've done this show like 250 times, I still have no idea what I'm talking about. We may not know what we're doing, but we're having fun. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. The only way the out is up. This is how this to do is life. how to do life. Hey, Pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd! Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. Yo, yo, Heather, what's up? Um... The usual amount of things. The usual amount of things? <laughs> Guess what? We have a friend here today. We have a friend Yay! here today. I just wanted to hurry up and say hi to you so I can say hi to our friend. <laughs> Bobby Brown Jr. is Hello. here today. Hi, Bobby. Hello. I'm so, so, so excited that you're here, Bobby. I'm um, also excited. Thank you all for having Yay! me. Yay! It's exciting to have you here. So, um, Bobby runs a podcast as well right here out of this same radio station. Um, he has the Writer's Block. Mm-hmm. And it's new. you got seven episodes so far. Is that right? Eight. Eight, eight, eight episodes, episodes up right yeah. now. Uh-huh. And um, that's on YouTube and, and like also everywhere else people listen to podcasts. Yeah, Bobby's like really good at promoting things and yeah. like setting listenership goals and reaching them <laughs> and doing doing things that this podcast doesn't really do so um, much. I don't know. I told you. I don't know what I'm doing. I just do stuff. Yeah. Like if you just do stuff, stuff works out eventually. So, well, since it's called the writer's block is it what is it about writing so um it's a comedy and entertainment podcast so um yes it's also about writing um but but you know it's more so like the writer's block and i wish i had my tapestry to show you the writer's block is like like my brain for this audio show yeah yeah so it's so it's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like it's like my brain child like the writer's block since i'm a stand-up comic i have to write jokes you know and Uh and and i I, there's like a spot in in your head in your own brain where it's like a little block that that's kind of like yourself. So okay. so that's where it is. Cool. Yeah. Um, I listened to the first episode and I haven't got caught up, um, but I just watched a clip a little bit ago uh-huh. where yeah. Bobby was discussing the hilarious time that he thought he was dead. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, I put that up from um, the eighth episode. I am going to put a link to it in our show notes because it's freaking hilarious yeah. it's terrific it made Thank me really you. happy yeah it's awesome um i also saw that your your dad showed up to the studio i've, I've been I've, i stalk you on the social media yeah. you know, that's fine um, i encourage you. that yeah, honestly yeah, definitely um so I, I saw that that you had family hanging around the studio yeah, yeah. like they I, I was about to record uh so i was over there uh, in the producer's booth and and they just were like hey we're here we're Hi. outside your job i was like what, what you, <laughs> you live eight hours away from here <laughs> they didn't tell you they were coming no, they just showed up. They're like, "Hey, we're going to dinner. We're outside the job." I just thought it was really cute when I saw the picture, like his super proud dad. Like, yeah, I'm here. At my son's work. That's awesome. <laughs> it was really, really cute. That's cool. We're gonna open up with a little bit of a goals update. And now it's time to talk about our goals. Um, I'm doing a really shitty job with all of my goals. Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, I just was on vacation. And kind of things go away when you're on vacation. Yeah. I had a really bad um, February with my miles because I went on vacation. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm still going to make my mileage goal, um, but maybe not. I'm going to have to really push it. Um, I'm going to have to do some high mileage days. I'm yeah. doing I'm doing 
um, great now in uh, March. February was definitely like I had set a stretch goal for February and Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have considering that I knew I was going to be out of town. Um, And then I got sick. But now March is going great. So good for you. I, I feel like I'm making I'm back on track. Are well, these workout I'm, goals? Uh, we're, goals in general. Uh, like, actually, I was like, oh, cool, Bobby's here. We can hear about how he's setting goals to get. What, what was your goal? 100 subscribers, and you exceeded it. Yeah, like, I got 113. Week. Excellent. Yeah. So I was like, well, this will be good because Heather and Bobby can talk about how they're doing great on their goals. And then <laughs> producer John, uh, John, you in there? John, um, he's not reaching his goals either. You tell us about how you're not reaching your goals. There's two of us that aren't doing it. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, they all went out the window as I spent a weekend for my wife's birthday in Disney World. Right. See, when you travel, that's that's what gets that's it. what it is, man. It, it just disrupts everything. It yeah, disrupts everything. But I did get a, a suntan, so <laughs> well, there you go. So I look skinnier, even though <laughs> I'm not skinnier. <laughs> but is that that's not your goal, though, is it? I mean, I I do want to lose some weight. Oh, okay. But I just it, I'll just look like I did <laughs> not actually well I um I've been doing um great on my miles and I've been doing great on um not going to Target but I have noticed that like technically I don't go into Target I just I'm trying to reduce my um impulse spending but I've been going to Walmart so it's like I got oh. to like okay that's you not really exchanged a good store for a crappier store right and... yeah it's like well I didn't go to Target well, Honestly, though, like you gotta you gotta start off. You like you like downgraded yourself a little right. bit. If you just keep going yeah. to Walmart, you <laughs> to hit the like, Dollar uh, Tree. Yeah. You can go to the Dollar Tree next, and then then you'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah, yeah it'll be good. <laughs> Bobby, I apologize to you because this whole show is going to be about race today. Honestly, I, <laughs> that's fine with me. I mean, here's the thing: I cannot talk to ultra white girl Heather about certain <laughs> things, so I saved up all the things I want to talk about. Uh, that are race related for you that's fine if you listen to like my show like i have people come on and we joke about like race all the time my producer is a well, white guy and all of february i just i really just looked at did him did you black history month then i did like, the, the whole the whole time it. i even love did it. It the first episode of march well, we're, here's we're the, gonna get canceled here no here's the thing i wanted to, to like this is sometimes a sensitive topic it's all over the media right now it's all we can talk about on any show on anything and I thought discussing it with a comedian, like, that's what we're going to talk about today is about a lot about, like, what comedians can get away with in talking about oh, race wow. that regular people can't, you know, like, right. like yeah, it's so, it's so, yeah, I was like, well, we can talk, I was like, I was like, this is going to be great because, you know, Bobby's young and we're not young, mm-hmm. Bobby's a boy and we're not boys, right, Bobby's black and we're not black, and I was like, but we'll have other young people. Plus, you said you behave like an old person. Right? Yeah, like I, you know? I don't do young people stuff. Like, like I always say that I'm old. I don't <laughs> go out and like party crazy like that. I literally, if from from on a, after work, I'll go home and I'll sit in my room and just do Sudoku and crossword <laughs> puzzles and, and just be lame. And that's not entertaining. That's not lame. That's not entertaining audio. I don't want to talk about Sudoku. <laughs> We can talk about my comedy when I'm not doing this. I definitely want to talk about comedy. That's what I want to talk about today, really, is I want to talk about comedy. Um, But first, I I, got to confess something. It's time for a true confession. You are forgiven, my child. Bless her heart. I'm not as prepared for this show as I should have been because I decided to watch Oprah talk to Harry and Meghan last night. Here's the thing. Here, we're going to start the race discussion right away. So Oprah's like, do you think that they discriminated against baby Archie 
because he has like some black in him. Have you seen this baby? Yes. He's the he's got red hair. He's the whitest baby you've ever seen. Megan is the whitest mixed person I've ever seen. Like, come on. That's funny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I had to watch that last night, and it made me not get as prepared for the show as as I maybe should have been. The interview with Oprah that they did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. wait. Okay, so I just looked up a picture of him. What's yeah. the controversy? Well, so he is a quarter black, and Oprah was asking whether um, Megan thought he was discriminated against because of his race. By the family. But look at that baby. He- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look at it. He's, got, he's literally got red hair. The royal genes are apparently super strong. Yeah. Like, he looks exactly like all the other royal babies. They all look exactly the same. Yeah. In fact, I found a split screen this morning of five of the royal babies, and it just looks like quintuplets. That is excellent reporting right there. (laughs) (laughs) You went to just get comparisons to how all of them looked. But yeah, the controversy with that was like, uh, like the family was just like, they did not approve of anything about it because the baby was 25% black. Really? Yeah. They stopped calling them. They, they like, cut some of the money off, all this stuff. But, I mean, they knew when they got married. I mean, they knew they were going to have kids. Yeah, I mean. I mean, uh, like, that's, okay. That's, hmm, okay. I don't understand. I think Chrissy might know more about it. That's, like, how I saw it on uh, on Twitter and social media, and I was I was in disbelief, but I'm not overseas. I don't keep up with them like that. I, um, I don't know. I really like to watch The Crown. <laughs> And I really yeah. like to watch all all that kind of stuff. Um, I was definitely in this interview. I'm I'm team monarchy. Like I'm on the queen side. Like I don't care that she's Amer- that Megan's American and that I should like her because she's American. No, I'm I'm with the queen. God God save the queen. <laughs> I don't really have an opinion. Um, yeah, I, I I also I don't like Megan because I was supposed to marry Harry <laughs> and he met her first. I was supposed to be the princess. You got to be quicker than that. I know, right? Like a few years ago, he was in Vegas partying and I should have been there. And I missed my window of time. I missed my opportunity to go snag a prince. And I, so I'm really salty toward the girl who got him. I didn't like <laughs> I didn't like her at first, but I think now I do. What changed your mind? I don't know. I think, you know, I, I don't know. I think that maybe I don't like I was about to say, now that I've gotten to know her, I've never met her in my life. <laughs> now that, now we're, that we're besties. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I just kind of feel like, you know what? Maybe maybe it's because I, I think that I have seen that, you know, like their marriage seems to be like a major priority. And if he was willing to leave all of that for her, then I feel like, you know, maybe they must have a really, they must be really committed to each other. And I like that. I will say, um, I didn't watch the interview as closely as I planned to. I planned to sit with a couple girlfriends last night and sip some wine and, and watch this. But what ended up happening <laughs> was we started to drink whiskey. Uh oh. <laughs> and we didn't, we didn't really watch that much. The little bit that I did watch that I was paying attention to was that, um, I felt like Megan probably has a very similar perspective to like Diana. And like she was talking about these emails that she sent and like these changes she tried to make. And like it sounds like you're a real prisoner when you're in yeah. that palace. Like you don't you don't have a lot of 
power and you don't have a lot of say in what you do and when you do it. And it probably like it, it seems like maybe a rough a rough life. Like it's probably yeah. being a princess is probably not that much fun. And I can see, like if I would have become the princess, I probably would be like Megan and I'd be like, I got to get out of this. I think I'd get kicked out pretty. Yeah, quick. I think I would get kicked out <laughs> for sure. I would have got kicked off princess duty for sure pretty quickly. All right. I also want to talk about, so sticking with the uh, things that are on TV that I watch theme, we like to talk about The Bachelor on this show. Okay. I like to watch The Bachelor. Um, I'm familiar with it. Um, on The Bachelor right now. So this season of The Bachelor, we have the first black bachelor in yes, history. I've right? seen we've this. Got, we've got Matt. And we're making it the biggest deal in the world. Yeah. We're so impressed with ourselves that we have a black bachelor. It's a, like, I don't know, the, the entire bachelor nation is like, Wow. Like, I can't believe what a big deal we're making out of it. Yeah. But then what had happened was Chris Harrison, the host of The Bachelor, came out and made some comments about one of the Bachelorette contestants went to this antebellum-themed party, right, when she was in college, and it was in 2018. And Chris Harrison was like, yeah, I mean, that's not a very cool thing to celebrate by, like, 2021 standards, but who cares that she went to this antebellum party? And people, like, lost their minds on Chris Harrison. And Chris Harrison got in a lot of trouble. And so he has actually stepped down for the time being. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he's apologizing. He's like, I'm really trying to learn about race, and I'm really trying to whatever. And so now, after the final rose that's going to happen, it's going to be hosted by this other guy. Uh, It's going to be hosted by this guy who does um, a show called something like Awkward Conversations with a Black Man or something. So they're having this, this... black guy come on to host it because chris harrison is not allowed to host it because he's racist or whatever yeah he's canceled and i think that the whole thing bobby is just a ploy i think that the whole thing is just to be able to perpetuate this conversation and for ratings I would agree with that. Like, uh, like as a comedian, I I don't think that cancel culture like really exists. But you know, obviously, we've seen you know TV seem like people who who rely and live in those worlds. It exists for those people. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, with like, I think that's just a lot, you know, because yeah. the people who are picking these people, like, oh, we need a black bachelor to be next. Like, right, the people who are picking these people are still kind of picking the whitewashed ones quote unquote at least mm-hmm. i feel like mm-hmm. but i mean i don't know i would agree it's just it's just ratings and it's how the world is right now and it's in this time that we live in everybody's clickbaity you know right. oh mm-hmm. you're the first black bachelor i'm gonna run to this mm-hmm. you know we need these people to come watch us let's right. get the first woman to do this you know do you think that like do you think that it seems like every conversation is about race these days, right? Like, yeah. it seems like, you know, Oprah sits down and she's like, let's talk about race, Harry and Megan, you know, and The Bachelor comes out and they're in, and The Bachelor's like, I don't know if I pick, you know, he has like a, a white mom and a black dad and he's like, and if I pick a white girl, is it going to upset the black community? And if I, like, who it's, cares? It's in, it's yeah, in every, exactly. That's what I'm right. saying. That's what I'm saying. Do you think that inserting race into every conversation is constructive or counterproductive to, like, what we all want is just, you know, e- equality and to be cool to each yeah. other. You know, like, do you think talking about it constantly helps or hurts? I think um, I think it's, it's 
it's a little bit of both, like productive and counterproductive. But I think like the 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 specific intention on doing it these days is is counterproductive and unauthentic. Like if if you, there's an intention of doing it from like, oh, we want to put this person here because we need these type of people to be here. Mm-hmm. It seems like that's what's driving everything. Not okay. We actually want to have these conversations. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's about finding real connection yeah yeah like you shouldn't just say okay well i brought a a white person here today you know on on my show because i should have a white person on my show you know or like like i wanted you to come on this show because you're super cool and you're super fun and i was like okay we got a comedian who is really open to talking about everything you know and And it just had helped that i was black it's great yeah and even with my show i went through the same thing like um like um, when i was making my show i was like oh well like do i need to have like an x amount of black people so i can feel like i'm doing like a good thing you know like because a lot of my friends and people who work with me have been white in this Mm -hmm. business and and that was something i felt but like thinking like that made it inauthentic of what we were doing and it you know yeah. mess with the integrity of things a little bit for me i understand that yeah i understand that i think that i um i am more aware now of times like that i have i think I, what i do more now is ask myself whether or not race is part of a situation um i read a book um everybody's probably read it small great things um mm-hmm. jody picolt i have not read that nope me either it's cool <laughs> it's a good, everybody's read well, it except me and bobby <laughs> I, I meant to the way i meant that was like this is not a new book okay. like it was it was it's a long time book. ago okay, yeah got it and um and what it did was it helped me understand white privilege and I didn't understand what that was and when I read that book it was based I think it's based on true stories um and on true experience um but it helped me to understand oh wow yeah okay I understand you know how the the playing field isn't level and and how that came to be and how and how that is continued to be perpetuated and so I think that talking about race helps me to kind of like check am i am i not seeing inequality yeah and you know like that i and and do i need to pause so that i can look for it to ensure that it's not there before we move on right that's kind of has been helpful for me because there have been times when i've noticed there is a um a racial bias here or these circumstances are this way because of people wanting to present themselves as being multicultural um, or, yeah, you know, more sure. diverse than they really are. And then there's other times where it's like, no, this is just people working together. Right. Well, that actually leads us into the grab bag. Okay. What did they come up with now? Ew, not that Let's one. see what's in the grab bag. I think I've got it. Well, today what we're going to talk about is race how it is specifically in music and comedy like how the art you know yeah and i was like well this is great this will be this will be you know like i think a lot of what we learn about racial relations and about other races sometimes comes from art you know i think i think we really learn from art and the, the other day bobby a few weeks ago um 
the lead-in music. Like today we played the Despacito, um, you know, because I was being super multicultural. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to bring the Spanish audience with my Justin Bieber. Um, <laughs> uh, a couple weeks ago we played 99 Problems, right? And Daisy? I was uh, yes, uh, oh, wow. And and I was doing like I was talking about that. My favorite part of that song is he, with the cop, you know, like when he is like, oh, yeah. I was doing 55 and a 54. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, we Shout were talking about it. Yeah, love Jay Z. <laughs> I freaking love Jay Z. Come on, okay? my podcast. Come on, this podcast, Jay Z. <laughs> right? Jay Z, we need you. <laughs> Jay Z, you're welcome here completely. But um, I, my understanding of what it would be like to be a young black man dealing with the police stopping you in your vehicle comes from 99 problems you know he's like i know my right like he's like he's like are you carrying a weapon i know a lot of you are you know what i mean like i'm like i when i get stopped by a cop like i recognize my i get stopped too i get profiled and stopped but in a totally like it's not scary for me the good thing about that is is you are correct you're spot on and that's what hip-hop and like music is supposed to do like Mm -hmm. like jay-z is is and he's he's the greatest in in hip hop. Like he's, he's the, the goat. goat. Yeah, but but because he's the greatest, he's the greatest because of reasons like that. He yeah. puts stuff like that in songs where it's mm-hmm. actually real life, and right. people who aren't black could also learn from it. Yeah, and and totally. that is uh, I think that's dope that that you listen to it. Shout out to Brian, that's dope. That's um, dope. I think that's dope that, that you listen to it and you got the message, and and that's what I think hip hop and music and stuff is supposed to be about these days. I mean, it really, like, made me think about, like, I get traffic stopped, too. And I get traffic They, You know why they pull me over, Bobby? Because I'm driving fast with my windows down, and I've got my music super, I've got my, my 99 problems super, super loud. Yeah. And they pull me over because they're like, oh, cool, this bitch is just going to pay her ticket. You know, like, we can charge her any amount, yeah. and she's just going to know that <laughs> she did wrong. You know, like, and, and so that happens for me, too. But guess what? It's... It's privileged just for me to be able to drive like that and know that when I get stopped, it's just going to be an easy stop. You know, they're not going to ask me to search my car and they're not going to, you know, like they're, they're just going to write me a ticket for a large amount and hand it to me. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Like it, Jay-Z said that, you know, in the song, <laughs> he's like, this is 1994. This is what happened. You know, is it still like that for a black man on a traffic stop with police? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, like. The, the best part about it to me, I'm a comedian, so right. like mm-hmm. it's it's still pretty like scary and stuff like that. But I'm always in a situation trying to be like, okay, how can I laugh my way out of this? How right. can I make mm-hmm. someone laugh? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I raise tension? Because even with that, like even like my uh, my stepdad's a sheriff, so so I know that like you know I'm a black guy. If I get stopped by a cop, yeah, my car is tense, but that cop's also probably tense as well. You right. know, mm-hmm. so so I'm looking for for ways to. You know, make make subtle jokes here and there, but yeah, I do experience that. It's still pretty iffy, but but you know, that's what it is. Well, I know you're a comedian, and so I want to talk about comedy too. I definitely want to talk about that. So, like Seinfeld, I like to watch the comedians in cars. You know, getting um, coffee. Yes, yeah, 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 comedians in cars getting coffee, and um, he talks a lot about how comedy is an art. Like, and it and it definitely is. Like. You can go so far wrong with comedy. You oh, can, like, heavily wrong. And I think that comedians who talk about race are like, you got to be really good. You yeah. got to be really good. And so I want to talk about Chappelle. Okay. okay. Oh, that, he's so, my favorite. So, this, so I'm excited now. I've been watching old Chappelle. So it, he, they just put up on yeah. Netflix, like the old, like, and oh my gosh, he's so, like, 
I was watching like the very first episode, and he has Clayton, the black, the black Clay, white supremacist. Clayton Bigsby, yes. yeah, the, the blind cake. He's a blind <laughs> cake. He's never seen the Chappelle oh my, show. Oh, I've seen the Chappelle oh, show. I just okay. haven't seen this particular yeah. bit. I want to talk about this bit. Like it is so well done. So, so what it is is it's a black white supremacist. Yeah. This guy is blind. He grew up in a home for the blind. He doesn't know he's black. Yeah. They never told him that he was black. Okay. And he's like super country. And he's like, what power? And, and it's <laughs> Chappelle. Oh, it's, 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 it's the best. Chappelle's it's the best, 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 best. Like, Chappelle, like, what I think is so brilliant about Dave Chappelle, he pulls no punches to anybody. He makes fun of white people. He makes fun of black people. He makes fun of Asians. Like, I was watching an episode the other day, and he's like, he was doing a, he was going to be Miss Cleo. Yeah. Remember Miss Cleo, <laughs> the, the psychic? He's like, he's like, Oh, you you're calling me and um you're you're Mexican, huh? Do you drive a truck? I do drive a truck. Do you have <laughs> do you have 14 friends in the truck with you? I do. This guy's a genius. You know, like uh, he just talks crap about absolutely everyone. Right. And it like it's so great. It's so 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 great. Like he When I was telling you earlier how it was like old, like the fun thing that you were saying about how you watched it on Netflix, I have that show on DVD. I don't watch it on Netflix. I yeah. put it, the uh-huh. DVD into my DVD player in my room and that's how I watch Chappelle's show. I mean, yeah, he's he's freaking brilliant. I wonder though whether or not there are people who um feel like they can't like you can't laugh at that type of comedy yeah. if you're not in a certain demographic there are do i you, perform for shows mm-hmm, and i do jokes mm-hmm. and i can see people in crowds where i tell a joke and i'm like yo y'all gotta lighten up like 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 i, say I watch it. a lot of stand-up and you'll see that show like you'll you'll see you know the the black comedian comes out and he starts and he's like oh you didn't like that one y'all white people ain't gonna like this next one for sure yeah. you know like and like it's a lot of like loosening up the crowd and, and working up to a level where people feel okay laughing about it you yeah know? right and i think there are things like i think some in comedy sometimes i think that white people have a disadvantage because we can't do it the same way like we can't come out and make fun of all the races and get away with it you know yeah. like <laughs> that's a misconception you think i think so because yeah. like like bill burr Andrew oh that's Schultz, true yeah that, um, that's um, you know like uh white people can't you can now you don't have a lot of leeway to mm-hmm. mess up as bad <laughs> that is true that might be but, true but yeah. like um like those still exist. Like like Andrew Schultz, Bill Burr, um, um, Louis C.K. Like there are still white comedians who you know they go after people, and that is fun. Like as a comedian, I love that kind of comedy. I think that the world's gotten way too serious, and we need way more comedy. And yeah, I don't I want people to be this, scared. I don't want people to be scared. This is the right way to you know talk about things and break things down. Honestly, the best way to show love is to talk shit about people. <laughs> To a comedian, yes. I can see that. Yeah, like my my friends, like we 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 bust each other. Right. I don't know. Right. Can I curse? I don't know. This you can podcast. curse. Okay, yeah, cool, you're fine. Cool. Yeah. I was just gonna like we 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 cuss each other out. We we right. bust each other's mm-hmm. shit all yeah. the time, and like it's fun. It's how you it's how you show love. That's how like you know what's that meme? It's like you know somebody trips and falls, and a friend helps them up, and a best friend says, "Walk much, dumbass." You know, right. like you know, like that. It, it is a real way to show to show love is through busting each other out you know and i think that that breaks down barriers people should there should be more comedy well i think that part of it is just not taking yourself too seriously you know and i i think that we're in a part of the of society right now where people take themselves so seriously that if you 
if you tell a joke or laugh at a joke that somebody else doesn't think is funny, mm-hmm. that depending on, you know, who's in your social circle, that can ostracize you. Right. I like the way you said that. That was nice. Thank you. Cool. I mean, I I think that art is just the best way to discuss differences. And the you know, like, I, I think that, you know, we got to get less serious. We got to get less political and heavy with everything. And we got to, you know, like, lighten it up and bring some art. Like, I think that comedy has never had a broader place in society, a broader need for comedy in society than right now, you know, than... I think that I think the know. best thing for comedy right now was Trump leaving office too, though, because like like the reason that it was so political and everything is because everybody told jokes yeah. about that. Like it was Always. the low mm-hmm. hanging fruit, and yeah. now mm-hmm. on stage, if you go to a comedy show and someone says a Trump joke, you're like, bro, you got to come with something better. Yeah, than yeah. That. it's that over. Was, We're done. Yeah. With that. We're done with yeah. that. You know, <laughs> let, let's let's we got be plenty more creative. of other topics. We got plenty of other things. to Do talk y'all about. like comedy shows? Love Heather, comedy Chrissy? shows. Love yeah. comedy shows. Okay, yeah. that makes me happy. Yes, I like. I watch, I spend a lot of time with the Netflix, and I watch all the comedy shows. Like, I am such a dork. Like, I it, any new comedy special that comes out, I'm going to watch it 100%. Anything about, like, <laughs> like I I think, I, I asked Bobby uh, before he came on the show, I was like, do you think that I'm an appropriating Karen? Like, because, like, <laughs> I watch all the, like, specials of hip-hop. I know everything about Tupac and Biggie, and, like, <laughs> like I, I watch ev- every Netflix thing that... <laughs> is comedy or music related uh-huh. that's what i watch that's that's Tupac, biggie and jay-z that's chrissy right there. that's me that's, that's totally me it's totally me um that is a great Chappelle sketch the uh the one clayton with, bigsby no the one with the where, where he, tupac oh yeah oh my gosh and, and it's like all current events of what's happening he's like i wrote this song in 94 because <laughs> <laughs> it's about tupac still being alive right it's an awesome one it's really really funny all right let's um let's Speaking of when I asked Bobby to come on the show, let's talk black grandmas. All right. I told Bobby, I was like, all I want in the world is a black grandmother. Like, I I think that the world, in addition to needing art and needing comedy and needing music, we need black grandmothers. <laughs> okay. I have, I have a deep, deep love for black grandmothers. I said that was true. That's we do. That that's facts. They have a they have a facts. underrated spot in our in our country. I need a black grandmother pop me upside my head and tell me that I'm a fool and also be the, like the most lo- like every black grandmother I've ever known is the most loving person in the world and also takes zero shit yeah yeah and I think like just to get a little bit heavy for a second every like older black woman that I've known I wor- I've worked in foster care and I've seen a lot of these women take their grandchildren and and they're raising their grandchildren because the parents are incarcerated or because, you know, the uh, drug problems and whatnot. And it consistently blows my mind. And it makes me think that poverty is such a bigger issue, like, than anything else. Because these are wonderful mothers. These are stern, like... Absolutely. And they're raising great people. And these people, like are in jail because of the circumstances of poverty, I think, you know? A and, lot of times, yeah. Yeah. And it just, like, I'm no better mother than any, like, woman that I've met, you know, who is in really, really hard conditions sometimes. Yeah. And they're just amazing mothers and amazing people. And I think you're right, underrated. So so how honest do you guys like to get on this podcast? Very. 
completely. All right. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I would agree with what you were saying. Like, for there was a period of time, like, two years where I was in a foster home. So I was away from my mother for, for you know, circumstances and stuff like that, which I do bits about in, in comedy. So when I write and tell jokes about those, what we were saying earlier, sometimes people are, like, scared to laugh at it. Right. Because they're like, oh, my God, can I laugh at this guy? Mm-hmm. But no. But, yeah, black grandmothers and black mothers are, like, underrated. It was really hilarious. They keep shit in check. Like, I get popped all the time. Right. When my grandmother found out that I do comedy, she was like, all right, don't go on that stage cursing. You better watch some Sinbad. <laughs> she, she just, she That's loves, adorable. she sends me Sinbad links all the time. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Grandma. <laughs> I, I I don't even know. I, at first, I didn't know who Sinbad was. Because <laughs> he's so young. Yeah. Adorable. I but, like Sinbad. <laughs> you like Sinbad? Yeah. Sinbad's not a very good comedian, quite, quite frankly. <laughs> I like That's your comedy, Heather? You like Sinbad? No, I think he seems like a nice guy. Okay, like, that's Like, true. when I would see him, I just, like... I think like, he seems like a nice man. Yeah, like, yeah. I would see him, and my heart would feel happy. It'd be like, he seems like a nice guy. You would see Sinbad? Where do you go? Well, like, on TV. Oh, I thought you were like, oh, we go out for coffee. No, I don't hang, hang out with Sinbad. No, but I, but like he just seems like a nice guy. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would hang out with Sinbad. I, I mean, I would have a coffee with him. It'd probably be fun. Yeah, I just I think like him. he's like a dorky dad. Yeah, he's like like, like he, yeah. He's, just made me happy. He's fun. He's great, and he wears fantastic sweaters. Like I don't remember that. <laughs> You mean Mr. Rogers? No. <laughs> Mr. Rogers. Eh? All right. Um. Well, let's let's give the people some homework. Don't forget your homework. I want everybody to find a black grandmother and beg her to adopt you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was not ready for that. I was not ready for that. I want everybody to watch some old Chappelle. I think that would be good. Listen to some old Jay-Z. That would be good. Bobby, what do you want all of the, the Karens to do as their homework? I want the Karens to go listen to the writer's block with Bobby yes! Brown Jr. Yes! That's what I want yes! them to do, too. Okay. That is excellent homework. Really go check it out. And you've got to see this latest clip about him being dead. It is absolutely pretty yeah, Heather, hilarious. Heather, I want you to I want you to go watch it too. I like, did. And I've already watched it. With that like um what you were saying, I, I think, you know, you got to push the envelope a little bit with what we're doing. So with that subject and some of the things that I said in the clip, I was uh-huh. like, ah, you saw like like my when I said it, uh-huh. the people in the booth were like, <gasps> you know, mm-hmm. but my name is Bobby Brown Jr. So so um that's kind of what the clip is about like how I thought I was dead when when he passed when, away right. a when the weeks other ago. Bobby Brown Jr. Yeah. became so, deceased. Well, and when you're high as fuck, yes. sometimes you, you, these things happen. Yeah. yeah. I so, thought it was clever. Yeah. Like when I saw the when I saw the um, initial post. Yeah. And then I thought I you know, I had no idea what it was about, but I just thought, well, that's interesting. And then listening to you actually tell the story it was like that's actually really yeah. funny that makes me That's, happy yeah it's okay that you didn't get it like you don't have to listen to like all of them i don't expect people to listen to all of them but if you yes, are a you new should. Listener, you should we yes. expect people to listen to everything we really? do yeah. right, well if you're a new listener <laughs> yes. and you want to get into the show episode number eight is a great start so start with eight and then go all the way back you like, know I, I always feel like you know you get a little gear up you know like mm-hmm, the, yeah. the first episode I, I, don't, I don't encourage people to start with our first episode either it was fine you know yeah. but you definitely evolve and, and you improve yeah you yeah. get better you, know? you add yeah. things mm-hmm. and i really yeah. like what you like y'all's podcast where you uh your segments you have like a floating kind of little you know thing that's right there i don't have any of those when we go to our segments it's just me like all right now we're gonna now do we're gonna do a new segment this you know, you know I, what that's you, your show you can make producer john make them for you mm-hmm. all right that's yeah, what I'm, we do i'm gonna have to get on that we don't, we don't do we don't do it ourselves we don't <laughs> no, we don't do those <laughs> we don't know how to do anything we just sit we come here. up with this the idea it. for this it. is it yeah well i mean that's like 50 percent of the job yeah, yeah. 
Well, um, ask John uh, how it is to work with me on making them. Because I'm like, it should be like, and then it should have like, it needs to have like a, a, a drum break here. And, you know, I want some hi-hat. And and it should be a little bit like Seasons of Love from Rent, you know. And he's like, okay. And then ask him what it's like working with me, which is like, I want something that just says this. I, I'm sure I'll like whatever you do. <laughs> See, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. That's not how it how it is with me at all. All right, so guys, go listen to the writer's block, and again, yeah. you're gonna have to type my name because I'm not famous enough yet, and there's like thousands of writer's blocks right now. So it's just the writer's block with the Bobby writer's Brown block, Jr. Bobby Brown Jr. Yay. These are just you need to rename yourself. I think I will eventually. I, yeah. I plan to just like blow this up and then uh-huh. just buy every single and we'll copyright say we knew of the writer's when. block. We yeah. knew him yep. when. Yeah, we'll help you get. This there. is my first podcast feature, so yeah. Oh I, yeah. Any, anytime anyone ever asks me, this is what I'm gonna be like. Oh, where did you start? Oh, yeah. I did my first feature on how to do life. That's right. Together. That's right. All right, y'all. Until next time. Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time. Bye.